Welcome to another edition of the Legacy Sequel Podcast. This is episode six. I'm here as the host, Anthony versus the Evil Dead. And we have the other host here, Charles Lee Ray Ray. How's it going, Ray? It's going good. Love is in the air. The spirit's here. It, it's Valentine's Day season. So it's, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time. How are you, you doing? Say that, you say that about every holiday. You realize that, right? Well, How it's, it's usually the, the podcast thing is like someone has to just overexert their love for the holiday for some reason. <laughs> like, we, you just got to be like, yeah, it's in the air. <laughs> we really, well, mostly me. We really have to be more uh, on top of this podcast. So we're going to attempt to do that. I do want to try to make this a weekly or bi-weekly thing. We haven't done the podcast since Christmas. We did do one podcast in between, which was like the best of 2022. And because of me, it did not get posted. And uh, yeah, it's sorry about that. that. It was just... Well, it was me and my love for the menu. So that is why maybe one day. We just got to review the menu. That's that's just what has to come out of this. Maybe. I have to watch the menu because I've still yet to see it. So This is one of our episodes that we haven't done a top five on. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we've done... We we usually do some kind of ranking. This one, we're not doing no ranking. And it's not a... Technically not a sequel either. (laughs) No, it's not. Because even... Would you consider the 3D version... It's a remake. It's not a sequel either. No, so. it's not a legacy sequel. Yeah. Well, I didn't say the podcast was only legacy sequels. No, j- true. <laughs> well, hey, for, for our new viewers, whoever's watching live right now, the, the probably one person that's watching is at the moment. <laughs> yeah, this this is live. This is live, Hopefully, yeah. hopefully I don't have to edit anything, but this is live. And I, I don't think a- you would. Like, I think we're fine. We usually have been okay with... Uh, with, with how we do these, I don't think you edit that much, do you? <laughs> with your dirty mouth. Yeah, it's 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 it's. I'm sorry, guys. This is not a, a children's podcast. My apologies. <laughs> you know, my other idea for the podcast, the next episode was a birthday version. Because recently, one of the two hosts on here had a birthday, and I wanted to do Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you. But well, I didn't get to it. I did watch the first still one. Could. Just do it next week. The a birthday week episode. Yeah. The birthday episode after the birthday. Or should we just wait for your birthday? You want to wait till July? Do you have another birthday movie that you like? Those are the only horror birthday ones that I know. Is there another horror birthday movie? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Could we, or, could, oh, it be, I, be three I, maybe it's rain. not a birthday. I'm thinking maybe of April Fools. That's the one where the guy has like the cake in his mouth. In the yeah, cover. I don't think that's. I don't think that's. That's a not a birthday one. I know that. <laughs> so, but yes, Ray, we are back. This is live, so this is going up one way or the other. <laughs> but it's, I do want to talk about my birthday recently because. Yeah. I, had some hard pickups and if you're listening to the audio version i'll describe it to you if not uh you'll see the video right so i got this lovely gift from raymundo here Uh, somewhat not really horror but it's dark enough right the batman the art of the batman and this is all the um art and concepts art and you know all the things that went into the batman that came out last year with robert pattinson that uh you know all the uh, visuals of it which that movie was visual heavy and i am looking forward to seeing this thank you very much well not seeing it this picture so i guess i am seeing it but reading it and looking at the picture so thank you raymond for that no problem and I also got this from Raymond. It a it is a metal poster style of Godzilla versus 
Mothra and Ghidorah. But the, the <laughs> style of, of, of this poster that Ray got me is very much of the VHSs that I used to have when I was a kid. So it was a very nice present that he got me. Unintentionally touched my heartstrings more than he probably knew. So Aww. this was very cool. Thank you, Raymond, for that. And we're going to stick with Godzilla because from Elm Street Ellie, I got uh, every boy's uh, fan fiction when he was a kid. He wanted to see his kaijus fight. So I got Godzilla vs. the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers yeah. <laughs> on paperback. And I'm looking forward to reading this. The art is very cool because I flipped through it. And yeah, that's what I did. I, I did too. I was like, I have to look through this because it just looks cool as hell. If you were a fan of Godzilla, you probably liked the Power Rangers and vice versa. And you probably wanted to, you know have the Zords fight Godzilla at some point. And now we got it in comic book form. This is the ultimate fan fiction right here. And uh, I can't wait to read it. It's by uh, Boom Studios and IDW with Hasbro's Blessing. So very cool. It'd be cool if we got action figures. With this. That's that's what needs to come next. If we got the turtle, the turtle Power Ranger figures, we got to get something with Godzilla. All I'm saying, though, is... Dragon Zord better beat Godzilla's ass. <laughs> First of all, you know that Godzilla is going to beat Dragon Zord. He has atomic breath. It's the only Godzilla that Dragon Zord would beat would be the one from 1998, the U.S. version. Okay, I was going to say, would it beat the one that was dying yesterday in the snow? Like <laughs> that Godzilla just did not have a chance. He's falling asleep in the snow. As like, I as I sip my Valentine's Day. Christmas, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas cup here. This is just, you, yeah. yeah. Again, you guys got to watch the video version. We now have a video version finally because all yeah. these were like, maybe we'll upload the video. It never comes out. <laughs> now too now much, it's out. Too much editing. I'm also going to talk about other people, what they got me. Uh, my friend Anto got me the unofficial Guillermo del Toro iconic filmmaker and his work. It's unofficial and unauthorized, which means all the rules are broken. Oh, wow. Basically, he doesn't they don't have his approval, but it talks really? about all his films and stuff. So, and I, it might be like a marketing ploy, you know, you get yeah. the real, the real history. But That's cool. um, I didn't know he produced Witches, the Anne Hathaway movie. Really? Oh. Yeah, he produced it. Look at that. What is my favorite Guillermo del Toro film? Ray, uh, I said it yesterday. Did you? What movie? It's Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, yeah, okay. I love. I should have known that one. Yeah. I love I love Shape of Water, but I love that movie more. So yeah, but you probably should have won an Oscar for that one. You probably should. And I got, I guess technically this has nothing to do with horror, but uh, it's dark. So I got The Last Ronin in uh, hardcover. I did pick up the original issues when they first came out, like the first, I don't know, maybe six. But uh, I think there was only six. But uh, so I got like five then. But I didn't really uh, keep up with it and I was spending way too much money. So. I decided to get rid of them, and then I got uh, the hardcover here from uh, Elm Street Ellie. So thank you for that as well. And on that note, enough speaking about myself. Let's talk about some horror. Ray, have you uh, watched anything new since the last time um, we spoke? We haven't spoke since Christmas. So. <laughs> I was going to say since we spoke on the podcast? Um, Horror-wise, nothing really new. Unless you count The Last of Us, because that I've been I've been watching. I still need to watch the episode that was released Friday, because I didn't yeah. get to watch that. I watched all first three episodes though, and I've been yeah, enjoying I'm, it. I'm three episodes into. Okay. I have not watched the Super Bowl. Really messed that up, <laughs> so it messed up the flow. 
Hopefully, I'll watch it uh, either tomorrow or Wednesday. Yeah. You know, but from what I understand from people around us, they said it was the best episode so far. So we'll see. We'll see. I uh, I like the show, but a lot of it feels redundant because of The Walking Dead. And I was heavy into The Walking Dead until Rick died. And then I gave up. Yeah, I feel like that that really ruined it for a lot of people just because they thought, okay, he's going to get a definite ending and then nothing. I still say for me what ruined the show was when they killed Herschel. That's just like, it was such a pivotal character for a while. And then I came back for Negan and then it went downhill from there. That first Negan episode, I think, killed the show. You know what's weird, though? It was expected that that would happen, but I feel like it just felt like they jumped the shark with it. Like, it was just one of those, like, maybe they shouldn't have done it as soon because people just did not like how they did it. Yeah, I I mean, we discussed, and I'm sure we might have said on the podcast, but, um, you know, that was the highest point of the show and also what I think ended the show. And I think it was just because they killed uh, Stephen uh, Yoon's character. Yeah, they killed Glenn off there Glenn. and violently killing Glenn. Like, and it's supposed to be. Well, worse. you think it's because of the violence? I think it's because they fake killed him earlier on in, See, the, in that same season. I think that was supposed to be to like get people off the idea that it's not going to happen. Because I feel like people were starting to lose interest once they knew. They're going to lose Glenn. They knew we were going to lose Rick eventually at the ending of that season because that's when he's supposed to die. So they're like, oh, what's the point of watching anymore? Their favorites are going. And then it's like, oh, okay, so Glenn's going to survive. And then Glenn's dead. It's like, oh, so this, why are we watching still? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's where the fandom started to die out where it's like, oh, we've watched these characters for years. And now it's like, what's the point? With Last of Us, I feel the only thing that saves it is if you played the video game, I feel like people are interested in the story. I feel like that's what they want to see, how it plays off here on on, uh, television. I just, I don't know. It's going to be one of those to see how they continue it. It's been good so far, though. Ray, this is quickly becoming a Walking Dead episode again. Um, We always get into just... Hey, we're we're not doing news stories. We have news stories for today. This, yeah, I, this, we're gonna talk this. about Scream, I guess. Okay, so we'll go into that. So, this I is what we maybe, do. Maybe maybe Ray we, we maybe Ray we enjoyed Walking Dead more than we thought because we have so much to say about it. <laughs> you know what it was? It's because it's one of those that it's like we watch so much of it that it's like we have stuff to talk about from it. It's just. It didn't end the way we would have wanted, or at least ended at a time that's like, okay, it ended well, you know? And the last note on that is that I am looking forward to watching at least one episode of that Walking Dead spinoff with Negan and Maggie, where they're in New York City, and there's a zombie apocalypse, so... Okay, I, I I'm just gonna steal Elm Street Ellie's line. Is it because you're hoping it's gonna be like Escape from New York with zombies? Yes. Well, well, I guess we'll be talking about that once it comes out, folks. But <laughs> we're gonna stay in New York because yep. we're gonna talk about Scream, yes. Scream Six, which is coming out really soon, and they've been doing a lot of promotion for it. And the most recent, which came out today was they post they posted maybe i don't know 13 character posters uh, you know jenna ortega courtney cox uh kirby with hayden panettiere's character so all and all the legacy sequel characters so they're all in there and uh basically from what i got from the posters is that uh they're alluding to one of them being the killer and as we said off air, we joked around about it. 
Watch it be none of them. <laughs> what if it's Courtney Cox? That would be interesting just because the trailer alludes to she's dying in this. Like, they really, like, aimed at, oh, Gail's dying. Like, it has to end here with her. And it could be an interesting twist. What if it is Sydney? Like, that's the spin. Like, oh, yeah, she's not coming back for this. Oh, she is, but she's the killer now. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be an inch. I'm, I'm still banking. I on don't think two. so. I think that yeah. ruins... I think that ruins the character. Yeah, I, I'm just banking on Stu making a return. Here somehow. we go. Hey, come on! You knew I was gonna go there. He had a TV <laughs> fall on him, right? I, it, just like they was, didn't have, they didn't have plasma back then. No, they <laughs> that had TV those, was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it missed the vital organ. He still, he somehow survived. I mean, it is the movies, so anything could happen. It, it is a movie. Yeah, One of your like, favorite franchises kills people. And brings them back to life all the time. Fast and the Furious. For family. That's For also family. coming out in the same month, I believe. Is it? Because yeah, I think everything's coming out in May. So, yeah. You can watch that with your mom, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I got to get you to watch at least the other. I have to watch five. like five. I have to watch nine three. I have to watch three, eight, nine, and the new one. Wait, you've seen the other ones? <laughs> I saw five. Okay. I don't think I saw six. I saw seven. Okay. Definitely didn't see eight or nine. Okay. So we got to get you to watch eight and nine. And Kurt Russell's in it, so I should watch it, right? Yeah, he 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 does have a good role in it, so we got to get you to watch in those movies. This is true. Well, The Rock not anymore. That would be a whole nother discussion. Oh, we'll never talk do about have to that. Watch that. What? Hobbs and no, that doesn't connect. That was basically oh. like, here's your your you're not in this franchise anymore. Here's your own movie, just so you have something. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, back to Scream. Are you more excited looking at these posters? Did you enjoy the trailer? Are you excited to see what this installment has? I'm I'm really enjoying the the idea of possibly. The cult idea, just because they showed that room that has a lot of little little nitbits of former killers and just the idea of multiple ghost faces again. But hopefully this has a better motive of it all. Because mm-hmm. I think that's my, my only worry about this is what's going to be this motive now? And who is this killer that supposedly is like, it's a ghost face like none other. Like we've never seen this type of ghost face before. Also, this ghost face uses a gun. So, shotgun ghost face. <laughs> but I, I feel like no matter whatever this direction goes, we might just see Jenna Ortega end up being ghost face eventually. I feel like mm-hmm. that's the line where we're going. Even though they're they're showing, I can't remember the actress's name, the, the older sister. They're kind of teasing at her having an evil side. I feel like Jenna Ortega is going to end up being ghost face. So it's in your opinion. It's gonna be Courtney Cox, no. Stu, no, wait, and no, Jenna no. Ortega. No, I didn't say Courtney Cox. I said <laughs> Sydney was gonna be the killer. Oh, I think I'm just going I do. With the most random ideas just to be like, hey, why not? It's, it's just it's 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 crazy. Well, I do here. I do think that Sydney's gonna be in it. I know yeah. there was like um, the rumors that I feel maybe they put out themselves. That she was unhappy about the amount of money they want to give her, but I think um, I think she's vital to whatever. Because I don't think this movie's the end. I think there's at least one more before it all goes. Yeah, before we get too far, <laughs> you know. So, but I think uh, Sydney has to be at the end. Yeah, I don't. I she can't possibly be asking. For that much money. And she's super important. So it's it's one of those where it's like if she isn't in it, what's kind of the point at that? Like it's her story almost. This is the this is where it needs to go, at least. Yeah. I'm thinking though, does she have to almost she has to die, right? Eventually. Oh, you know what? We should do our top five or ten. Yeah. 
not now, but oh, yeah. we should do our top five or ten final girls. Ooh. Sydney's on my list. Yeah, she's definitely on mine, but yeah, that could be an episode. There we go, folks. Lori Strode would have been Lori Strode would have been on my list until that last movie. <laughs> so that kills it for you. Yes. Oh man. Not, I mean, she would still be on my list yeah. because of the first two Halloweens and H two O. But uh even eighteen, but kills and ends. <laughs> And resurrection. Well, 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 that'll be a future episode, folks. Let there us know what else that. you want to see in the comment section down below. You have uh, you have something else to uh, look forward to. There we go. So, I don't. Is there any other news? Oh, let's talk about Batman. There we go. Say we, we, it's in the dark realm. Uh, Michael Keaton is back as Batman. I was a little worried. That we wouldn't see him, he I, put on the suit for two movies, and both were gonna and get we wouldn't see him. Yeah, but uh, we will get to see him in the next installment of the Flash, at least one time. And they had the commercial play during the Super Bowl. We watched it in Spanish. Well, no, Spanish we subtitles. Yeah, that soy Batman. <laughs> soy Batman. But when he said, "Yeah, I'm Batman." goosebumps that that just gave me so much just it was just it was so cool to see him in the suit and then to hear the line it's like uh it was it was so just this is what was needed it's like why did they why did they have to be such a oh, when i'm talking about they it's the the actor that plays the flash why did they have to be such a just uh, this could have been something we could have had a whole just possibly multiple times of having keaton around just something. And now well, it's like... I will say this about, you know, I don't know. You know, I wasn't fine combing what was going on with the main actor. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe there's some help he could get. And, uh, and also, if this movie does well, they don't necessarily need the Flash. They could always... Yeah. Or they, they don't. I guess they don't need them. They could always, possibly, replace the character. The, yeah, the actor. I mean, and Michael Keaton only has to do, you know, have the 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 cowl on, you know, and play the Bruce Wayne parts. It's not like he has. He ain't doing those stunts, people. <laughs> you <laughs> so. mean that's not Michael Keaton that jumped off? No. But wasn't it a little like surreal to see him do all that when you saw the fight scenes in the original two movies? Yeah, they were like so, you know, obviously subdued to what we have now. But in this one, he's rolling around, he's jumping off buildings. It was crazy. You know, I almost forgot Ben Affleck is supposed to, was gonna be in this movie. When I saw him, I was like, oh yeah, we get Batfleck too. That like that was something. So I, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, I got goosebumps watching him be Batman. So is he my favorite Batman? And then it's like Ben Affleck is like an afterthought. It's like, oh yeah, right, he played Batman. Yeah, it's it was <laughs> it's, it's it's like I do like Ben Affleck's version of Batman, but I'm like, you got Keaton in the movie. Like, I'm sorry, but no one no one cares about Ben Affleck in the movie at this point. Yeah. Like, no, I will say no, I'll no. give I'll give him this. I will say that that scene, that fight scene he had in uh, Batman v Superman, that was like the Arkham style fight scene. Yeah. That is the best Batman fight scene yeah. in all the movies. So I will give him that. And he was good at like emoting, you know, Superman's a problem, and if there's a one percent chance that he could kill the entire universe we need to stop him no don't get me wrong i like his portrayal i just feel like in this movie it's like no matter what he does it's keaton like he's gonna get overshadowed we're we're here for keaton (laughs) yeah listen right this movie might do so well because even like people i was talking to people and even people that are not like into the snyderverse stuff or, or DC right now, or even comic book movies that right now, they were like, oh, I really want to see that. So it hit the right nostalgia buttons. 
And if this movie does well, we might get to see Batgirl. Hopefully, because I feel like that's the worst part of it. That's like this movie in real realistically shouldn't be coming out with all the the controversy and everything. It possibly shouldn't. But the fact that they canceled Batgirl just because uh, supposedly it didn't do well in test viewings. It's like, come on. Yeah, I saw I saw Brendan Fraser comment on that. He said, like, the test viewing that has been going around that it wasn't a finished movie. It was just like, you know, and they do do that. But it was just like the scene, like a rough cut of what the film would be. And that was the negative response. So that's even worse. He was saying it wasn't necessarily a fair viewing of the film. Yeah. And it's worse because it's also one of those that we know usually who's ever in the test rooms aren't the ones that are possibly going to be fans of the movie anyway. So it's one of those like, who did they have test out this movie? Like. So I'm excited. Uh, Obviously, this movie is not going to be dark like the Burton films. So uh, we probably won't be able to speak about it. What we could was just not going to be, unfortunately, like a whole. We're just going to be callbacks. We're talking about the Batman that was dark in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. But he's not. He's he has plenty of light in this one. Yeah. (laughs) It's like yeah, this is not the the horror esque style of Batman and the Dark Knight and all that. But. uh. Well, Ray, I saw the menu. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been thinking about it ever since. Have you seen it yet? No, I've yet to see it. I must I see believe the movie. It is on HBO Max. Yeah. If you want to watch it, you can. Yeah. But I got I gotta watch it. I feel I that, re- that that eventually has to be a review for the channel. Like we might we might have to put this out there. I I went through like the whole rabbit hole with this movie, right? I I went, I watched, you know ending explained i i watched i read on what this meant and what that meant so like when i watched it it was like wow this movie is not what i thought it was gonna be you know and uh yeah it really surprised me so so okay so yeah because that's what I'm, i'm hearing it's a lot of just like it's gonna be that almost like mind twist like you're gonna have a lot of just a lot of questions after watching it. Yeah, so it was it was definitely like that because you know when I watched the trailer, I thought it was going to be a cannibal movie. Okay, and it's it's not. I could say that at least. Okay, okay. so it's not a cannibal movie, okay. and it's just so it was very well done with what was going on. So I I do recommend it. I saw Happy Death Day first time on 4K. From Scream Factory. Uh, it looked good, if anyone's interested in that. I still have to watch a bunch of other 4Ks I have that I haven't watched yet to see how the quality is on that, including The Fog, They Live, uh, Maniac and, Cop 3. And the movie's behind <laughs> you in poster form. Yes, the Chuckies. Well, I, we have true. to watch those together just to see how it is in 4K. And let me say this. Someone we know, Papa Dank, uh, he he found that it was my birthday. I have to bring it up, Rick. It is a horror podcast. He got me a giant Chucky Pop with a protector. And he got me a uh, print of Chucky signed by Tom Holland, not Spider-Man, but the director and uh, writer... Of several films, including my one of my favorites, if not the favorite film that I have, that I like, uh, which is Fright Night. So it was uh, truly, I was truly taken aback. Didn't expect it, especially the signed autograph. So now I have John Carpenter. I'm not an autograph guy, but I have John Carpenter, I have Tom Holland. as far as I could think of, all I would need as far as my d- favorite directors would be Guillermo del Toro, and then we're, we're all set. I never need another autograph of a director for the rest of my life. So, thank you, Papa Dank. Appreciate it. Yeah, I gave him a hug and all that. So, 
Um, but yeah, all right, Ray. Uh, anything else going on in your horror life before we talk about my bloody Valentine? No, nothing else really. No, I was trying to look if I got any recent horror Funkos, but no. Last one I got was the Slimer for for Christmas, so that would be mm. horror esque. But uh, no, nothing yet. They are releasing. I feel like they're releasing more. Uh, they might finally release another Ghostface. Because Ghostface has been like a crazy overpriced one since they released the first one. So we might finally get a re-release of Ghostface. You know, I was thinking, Funko. Ray, you know, with Funko, they did so many Funko Pops. And in the, you know, Funko's been around for, what is it now? 10, 15 years now? Yeah. So a lot of the popular characters were previous releases what are, how are you going to get the new people so i would think that a lot of them are just going to get re-released i feel like the horror ones are re-released a lot yeah they really they really just re-release re-release or now they the i think the biggest is they'll make a black light version of it most of the time like chucky keeps just getting different little little ideas of it uh freddy is just they'll just change either Normal hands, needle hands. So, so little details. They have, they have needle hand hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like Funko maybe should just you know have you know the basic common as they say of like Michael Myers and every three to four years just re-release it and like take take that one and and do the special version of the blood and this and that oh it comes with the house you know if you want newer versions but just re-release the same one that's like the common that everyone should have of that character if they're big enough you know no so uh, maybe one day we'll, we'll get a um art the clown that hasn't been released yet as a as a funko that is true. Maybe one day. There is a figure of it. Sideshow's coming out with the killing mass version of Leatherface, which has double jointed elbows, I saw. And oh God, it's so much money. It's so much money, Ray. And I'm trying to figure out how to get it because it's so much money. <laughs> I do have the pretty face, uh pretty uh woman face version. And I do like that one a lot. That if I had to pick, it would be that one. But I really would like this one too. So, and then I think I'd pretty much be done with uh, Leatherface figures because I have. I really don't. I like some of the looks from the other films, uh, especially the remake. And uh, I didn't like the look of this one, the last one. Yeah. That just came out, the Legacy sequel one. <laughs> But um, uh, I did like Leatherface in it. I just didn't like the, the way it looked, I guess. It is funny because you're talking about this while wearing the shirt you're wearing. I know, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's everything that has to do with collectibles. Yep. We should just have a section for that, too. No, I think that's usually what, like, half the podcast is our collectible and media stuff for the week. And then it's... We finally get to the review. <laughs> it's all encompassing. Yep. Is this? No, it's not a review, Ray. We're just going to talk about it, and no, we're going to no, talk about no. what? What are we going to talk about today? We're going to stick with the holiday, uh, Valentine's Day. There's a few Valentine's Day horror movies out there. Yep. But I think the most famous would be My Bloody Valentine, whether it's the original or the remake. But today we are speaking about the original that came out in 1981. Yep. It is a Canadian horror film. Ray, what are your feelings on this film, My Bloody Valentine? I I really enjoyed it. I actually rewatched it today just to get a little more of a refresher on the movie. Because it was funny when we discussed what film we would talk about today, I'm like, for some reason, I automatically remembered I don't like the remake because I feel like they overdid certain things just because it is in 3D. And I was like, okay, let me rewatch the original just to see, did I make the right choice here? 
And I found out one thing though. This movie is basically on every streaming service at the moment. It's on HBO, it's on Hulu, it's on Tubi. So it's like if anyone wants to watch this movie, it's it's out there. You can see my bloody Valentine, especially on Valentine's Day tomorrow. Um but my feelings are it's a great just slasher style film. It definitely it gives you that twist because you're thinking most of the movie is this the killer? Is that the killer? And then we get to the end and you're like, oh, okay. It, it, yeah, it, it definitely has a nice twist to it. Speaking of collectibles, I have the Toonie Terror, the Miner here with me. And it comes with a little heart-shaped box. You can't open it. There's no heart in it. But oh. if you get the retro cloth version, you will get a heart with it. So, Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, Ray, my feelings on this film, when I first saw it, did not like it. Although I did like the story, the background story to the slasher. Watching it again, I thought it was a more, a higher end. Uh, higher end is not the right word. But a better slasher than most slashers that came out at the time. Okay. So, it's like, to me, it's like Halloween... Stop, you know, I'm not, I don't know if Halloween is my favorite slasher of all time, but it's like, uh, okay, a higher end slasher for me would be Black Christmas. That's like what would be called prestige horror. But then it's like Halloween, and then under Halloween would be like, uh, I would even put Freddy, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Then it would be like Jason, stuff like that. I think I would put this like right below Jason. And then you kind of get like crap, like uh, prom night and and all that, and terror train. So those those are like ones that I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend this to like a mainstream person or yeah. norm. As I don't know, I think I've heard that somewhere. Okay. But um, yeah. So, but I think like as far as slashers and not really doing anything too crazy, too inventive. I think this one is, is a pretty good slasher if you're a horror movie fan. Yeah. If you're like a, a horror movie fan, you enjoy horror, you enjoy slashers, I think this one, there's value to it. Uh, it has a little bit more to it than just, you know, teenagers getting murdered. And that's yeah. what I liked about it. I like the background story. A lot of the slashers, this is, this is relatively a famous slasher, The Miner. But uh, a lot of slashers of the time, you know, didn't really have a great background. I mean, for Michael Myers, he had no background most of the time. Yeah. For Jason, you know, we knew about his mother. We don't know anything else, really. But most of the other slashers are just the background is just fucking crazy stupid. But this one made sense to me. You know, with Harry having been trapped in in the coal mine which is terrifying and yeah. having to eat his co-workers like yeah he would be that way you know it, it's also this is something i was going to bring up do you blame him for going insane because they when they talk about oh yeah we went in six weeks later it took them literally almost two months to be able to get them out and hoping, oh, maybe they'll be alive. It's like six six weeks of this. <laughs> well, I like, think it's because Ray, when like coal mining is like a super dangerous job, and that it's uh, actually like a lot harder to get people out. Yeah. Than just you know going in there. No, no, I can imagine it. Definitely, it's not. It's not something that's like they can go in and just rescue. Unfortunately, it's not like that. Especially when we are dealing with there, it basically could just combust into flames and all that in there. Small spaces. Yeah. You know, but just the fact of it's, it's one of those that's like, it adds more to the film now that's like, okay, you understand why he went mad because it's like, he's thinking he's about, he's going to die in there. His only food source is, 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 is other miners in there. Like, but the yeah. only the only question the real thing is then it's how does this idea of just let me now go back and kill everyone in my work uniform? <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> yeah, this is now a thing. 
Like, yeah, I hate. Well, I kid. could, I could see them. I could see Harry being upset with the two, I guess, supervisors, supervisors that didn't, you, you were negligent with what was going on with the the gas, and then leaving early to go to a Valentine's Day party. So I could see, I could see him being upset and killing them over it. But you're right, he was wearing the minor suit. So I don't know how much he was really trying to hide his identity with that one. Yeah. So well, I don't think he was. I feel like at that point, again, he's just he's crazy as is. I don't think he cares. But it's just funny that it's like, yeah, let me put on my work uniform to go kill my ex bosses because they they did not have a good work environment. Ray Where was Slashers at the time needed a gimmick. This was his gimmick. Uh, hey, it it, it, it fit. But again, it does add a little bit of a thing to especially the ending of the movie where it's like, okay, this is why he has to kill again the supervisors, which we then find out are related to one of the main characters in the film. So Mm -hmm. that adds to it. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't figured out, this whole podcast is spoilers, so don't listen. Yeah, that's why I tried to like, I was at first like, here's the non-spoiler review or, or conversation about it. And then now we're going to spoil it because this is what we're here for. We're going to talk about what happens in this film. So, yeah, which, which it turns out, Ray, go ahead. Well, we find out the whole time the new miner is Axel, whose father was one of the supervisors of the, of the mine. And his father was murdered because, again, they had an unsafe work environment. And he... Harry wasn't a fan of this. Harry went nuts and he's going to kill you. Um, I will say this though, a lot of time. And I, w- I wanted to ask you if you also thought about this because during most of the movie, for some reason, I did not think it was him. I didn't think it was Harry. I just thought it was someone else in the movie that now went mad. Did you also think about that? Or did you just think it's just that killer returning? So we've they- seen that before. We've seen, what- Films like that—that that is just oh. With, with the love, with the love angle that was going on. Yeah. I thought the the red herring guy, which I can't think of his name right now, but I think he the guy that was more aggressive and kind of a loose cannon. I thought it was too obvious that it would have been him. Okay. Uh, but I I think from what I remember when I was first watching it, it was in my head it was like oh this is just gonna be a basic like Harry came back kind of story you know but when you see what the twist is which i think is a pretty good twist it's an, even it's though to twist. me it doesn't make sense what the twist is in the fact that he's the kid who saw harry kill his father so but what is that i mean i get the trauma of it yeah, but, but i don't understand why he wants to be harry yeah why that's the part i don't get yeah it's it's one of those that it's like, I understand, like, you went through this trauma, so now, I guess, the best way I can explain it is, he wants to have others feel the same type of trauma. But it's also, why would you want them to stop partying if, why would, wouldn't you want to have more people in a space so you can just kill them there? I don't know. It's one of those that it's weird that it's like, I, I the biggest joke I had from the film is, if you ever wanted to see a horror version of Footloose, here you go. <laughs> this is my, my bloody no Valentine's, Valentine's Day parties. <laughs> like, or else. But uh, but yeah, at the when I started watching the film again, I'm like, the biggest thing, especially the first time I saw it, for some reason I thought even it was TJ. Because I'm like, it kind of added up. It's like, oh yeah, this guy was sent away. TJ apparently was away for a while. That's why Axel is now dating which was uh, TJ's girlfriend. So I'm like, wait, so this guy has a motive here. He's, he, someone took his girl. He's not respected as much around now. He's going to go nuts and just start killing people. Like, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I thought it was just Harry in the uh, at first, but when, it, when the twist happens, it does make sense, I guess. And yeah. it does and it doesn't. Like it's a good twist because it's like okay, you don't expect it to be Axel, 
but it's also not great because his motive is like kind of shaky. Yeah, it's his motive is so weird. And then it's like even the everyone is like, oh yeah, it's it's they knew like the the police commissioner, I guess you want to call him the mayor. And it's like, oh, so you guys just accept it? Like, yeah, it's him. Like, yeah, really. <laughs> Plus the the dude says, all right, his dad was murdered by. It's like you probably would would want to keep an eye on him. You yeah. Know, even if you didn't think it was him that was doing it just because of the trauma of it and and that he maybe he's in danger. Maybe Harry's coming after the kid now, you know, grown up. Also, why let him work in the same space? Like no yeah. one thought maybe this guy shouldn't be there. Maybe he's not all there, unfortunately, because of all that. Well, mm. he isn't because look at what he does, but it's like there's so many little loopholes now. They didn't believe in therapy at the time, right? It was the 80s. Oh, well, they didn't even, have safe work. Even if they anyway. do have free health care in Canada. Oh, oh yeah, so. it's a Canadian film. But, it um, but yeah, it was it was one of those that it's just... Oh. I, I will say this. The, the, the craziest part about the ending as well with the twist is Harry, you, we see Axel loses an arm when everything fell on him. And then he's just singing a tune. And we get we finally get the name of the movie at the ending. Be my yeah. bloody Valentine. And it's like, oh, there we go. We would have never known what the name of this movie was till the end. I was I was thinking too from that scenario. It's like so is he going is he gonna die in there now? Are they gonna try to save him? Is he gonna eat the people that he killed in, in the in the I don't. I guess it's called Shaft area. I don't know. Who, who says he wasn't already? Because he was kind of taking a while in between, like when he would show up again. And yeah. I feel like that was a good way that they were doing. Because again, I think that's where you start to think now: is it one of these two? Is it Axel or TJ? Because they kind of both disappear for a long period of time, and then someone's dead. Hmm. So I feel and like they started to play that that mind game with you when he. Rem- Revealed himself. Well, he didn't, but the the girl took yeah. the mask off. He had the same childlike face he did when he saw his father getting murdered. Yeah, it was that same just reaction of like. I like how his dad also nothing happened to him. You know, all these miners died because on their watch, because they wanted to go to a Valentine's Day party. And by the way, when they do the flashback to the Valentine's Day party, it's not like they were with, you know, a date or anything. They literally were talking to themselves. They couldn't, which they're seen doing that in the mine. So they went to the party to talk to themselves, even though they were talking to themselves at work. So it didn't seem like... It was a commercial for drinking. That's all that was. The party was. I guess this is where that, we get the there was drink. alcohol at the party, so that's why they went. <laughs> so it, it was one of those again. There's so many little loopholes, but it, it's. I guess it adds more to try to understand. This is why it's so traumatic for Axel, and this is why now it's like we understand that. Like mm-hmm. we understand now. Okay, this is why he just went on a rampage, but. I will say this, his kills were very just, it, it was interesting how he did certain things. The way he was just, everything was a little more to the slasher element than even hanging certain people by sharp objects, which you got to love that they're just randomly places that's like, oh yeah, here you go, clink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like just little ways of just, this was not a yeah, safe work environment. They, you know what too, They I some of the kills that they had, if not all, were like off screen you saw like the after effects so you saw yeah. the, the at the laundromat you saw the the lady on the pole yeah so uh, that was an interesting choice even though like you it was gra- it was a graphic movie because you saw you know the heart and the blood, the blood and all yeah. that but i was gonna say do you think it's a budget issue maybe or they I didn't know. want I, I don't know i felt like it was more that? of a, a artistic kind of thing yeah, because I feel like um, like ratings for movies weren't there wasn't PG thirteen yet at the time. Yeah, so that doesn't come about until like Gremlins, which I think is two years later or okay. three years later. 
So, yeah, I don't know. I think I felt like it was a more of a artistic choice. It could have been budget too. I don't know. No, that's what I thought. I was like, maybe it's a budget issue. That's why they, because I know I remember I saw that in the first kill. I was like, okay, we technically don't know what he does because it's just, oh, she's bleeding now. It's like, wait, what else is happening? What? Why is she dying? Yeah, the first girl he's with, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, but um, I don't know. I guess it could be the artistic choice. Maybe they were just like, oh, let's not be too graphic, so it turns people away. Mm-hmm. Because maybe not not everyone is fan of crazy gory kills. If you are though, go check out Terrifier too. That gets all the gore. <laughs> but this one is definitely more on the well, you'll see dead people and you'll see blood and you'll see the the hearts, which was a nice touch. I feel like that was different too. That's a little nice message of like, here you go. Remember it's Valentine's Day, folks. Here's a heart. <laughs> so all right, right. Anything else about this film? Um no, I recommend it though. That, that's the best thing I can say at the end. I recommend it for people to give it a watch. It's definitely a a slasher that I feel like unfortunately gets lost in the in the shuffle of, of slashers. Mm-hmm. Just because it isn't as gory or as um continuant as the rest. Usually with slashers, there's multiple sequels and which is why it's beloved. But this one definitely I would say give it a watch and enjoy the twist. If you haven't been spoiled already, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh I think it's a middle of the road slasher. Not not uh not bad at all if you like slashers, but you have to be a horror fan to enjoy these films in my opinion. So, I do recommend it. I think uh, multiple v- watches if you don't watch like it the first time might help you out with it. And on that note, We are done with the Valentine's Day edition of this Legacy Sequel Podcast. Ray, thank you for joining me and hosting the show with me. Yeah, this is going to be a thing, folks. We don't call each other co-host. It's Mm -hmm. just host, other host. host. (laughs) So happy Valentine's Day, Ray. You will always be my Valentine, even if we don't talk. Or or distance has uh, life and 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 uh, and all that, uh, whatever. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. I, but I, 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 I just want to say, to quote uh, Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel, I love you, man. Love you too, and everyone enjoy Valentine's Day. Don't uh, don't open all chocolate boxes because you might find a heart in there, guys. So, mm-hmm. and I'll be with my bloody Valentino. So. On that note, from the Legacy Sequel Podcast, hopefully Episode 7 comes out sooner rather than later. This is Anthony versus the Evil Dead. Charles Lee Ray Ray. Have a good night. See you.